Hey guys, it's Nick here. I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Now, it's the first one we've done in a while, um, but to all the effective family out there, what we want to try and do are more podcasts. So let's get into the first one. It's about the role of a central midfielder. I know a lot of you guys are going to love this. It's with me and Corby. If you guys don't know who Corby is, Corby is a former Bayern Munich player. Um, he uh, he grew up in Germany. He played for what is you know one of the world's top three youth academies. Um, um, interestingly enough, David Alaba was his coach at one stage, um, and he's got a lot of wisdom to share, especially as a central midfielder. So enjoy this podcast. If you'd like us to do more, please um, send us an Instagram DM. Tweet us at Train Effective, and um, from all of us here, including John Moses, you got something to say for the podcast, Effective Fan? <laughs> something? <laughs> one thing, one thing, one thing. Yeah, man, we, we need your support. Look, just keep on, keep on, you know, just clicking on that link. <laughs> okay. So enjoy this. See you later. Enjoy. I think people are wondering, you know, what is like. What is the role of a central midfielder? And obviously, we're going to get through a lot of things today. Yeah. But like, what what are those attributes? Um, I think one of two of them we just already seen mm. when we go back, um, when we see the switching switching play, the the, the rotations, yeah. um, and winning the ball back, anticipation. I guess. What do you think are the other? I mean, like the the main role of a of a midfielder. Or especially of a central midfielder is to connect the like the defenders with the attack and I think a lot of times I mean it's very simple to, to say that but a lot of times teams and even coaches can forget that I mean you look at um, I don't know even a country like England where they just kick the ball um, up to the strikers and hope that they do something with it and they kind of like completely forget about the midfielders and like they don't even so is that a difference Corby you've played in you've played in the US yeah you've played in uh, well England now a couple of games <laughs> yeah. um, and in Germany uh, most of the time yeah but and we've played together to together here in a mm. couple of matches and I think that's an observation that we always had is yeah. Instead of trying to keep the ball, and maybe it's just a lower division thing, right? Played for that Hadley team, remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, obviously, like in the Premier League, they're, they're doing a better job at it. But I think even in the leagues below, like what are they called, like League Two or like League One, League, league, two, league, league One, league Conference. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely in those leagues, they still like oh. just try to kind of kick the ball to the strikers and hope that they do something with it. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely in the... Like, I hate that way. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that way. And um, It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely in the lower divisions, probably in every country, they do that because they simply, um, yeah, don't have the technical abilities to kind of play the ball from the back mm. to the front. And so... Um, yeah, as I said, the, the main role of a central mid, central midfielder is to connect the two, the defenders with the attackers or with the strikers. Mm. And so that means as a central midfielder, you always, have to, you always have to give the defenders an option to pass to because that's, that's your main job. That's what you're You always to have to give the defenders an option to pass to. Yeah. What are the other attributes of a central midfielder? You, you said the first one was... Connecting the attack and the de- defense and attack. Yeah. Um, 
I'd say second one is you have to um, you have to be able to run a lot, so your stamina has to be really good. Um, to, I mean, you you always have to keep like keep moving. You always have to create angles for other for other players to pass to. You have to track back to defend. You have to, you know, help the strikers or wingers to create chances. You have mm. to, ideally, you'd know how to shoot as well and play like through through balls and stuff. So. I don't know. I feel like as a central midfielder, you have to be a really, really complete player. I think the only thing that you don't really have to be, you don't have to be super fast. And um, you don't have to be super fast. Yeah. So you think? Uh, so one of the attributes of a central midfielder is not about speed, I guess. You know? No. I mean, speed of play definitely. So you have to be really fast, like pretty much in your head and how you like how fast you can pass. Mm. Because you're gonna be under, under a lot of pressure usually, mm-hmm. and but yeah, I mean you look at players like Santi Cazorla or Modric or I mean even I don't know Tony Kroos or something. They they're not particularly like fast or anything. No, but they have a good like stamina because they have to run a lot. Even the older players retired now, like yeah. Frank Lampard, uh, Steven Gerrard, yeah, Pirlo. Pirlo. Yeah. And Pilo was playing until he was, what, one or two years ago, right? Yeah. So until he was 40, almost yes. 40. Yeah. And that just shows you it's not about central midfielder. It's not all about speed. It's about uh, yeah. about being a connector, mm. playmaker. Yeah. And to do that, you don't necessarily have to have speed. Yeah. But what about stamina? Oh, definitely have to have a lot of that. Um, up yeah. and down yeah 100% and I mean like the best players I mean if you look at someone like Pirlo at the end of his career he was at a stage where he kind of knew the game that well that he always kind of knew what was going to happen so he got himself in the positions before the situation like before it actually happened mm. so he actually didn't have to run that much which is why he was able to play that so, long. so he he knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, because he one or two or three passes ahead. Yeah, exactly. Because he was just that experienced. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guess that's also what makes a great midfielder, right? Yeah. Like knowing what's gonna happen oh. a couple of passes ahead. Yeah, I mean, especially the high levels. Yes. If you look at someone like N'Golo Kante, he's incredible at that. Like, is he anticipating um, what is gonna happen? I mean, that's why he's able to. Um, what's it called intercept like passes that often like and um, yeah he's, he's really really good at that and, and if you look at him like his stamina is also like he's running the whole yeah. match the he's whole like a, match he's like a Kenyan marathon you know more <laughs> yeah. Farah yeah but just the footballer type yeah and I mean as a centre midfielder you also want to know how to tackle to I mean, Kante is the best example of that to get the ball back and yeah. So just to recap, we have um, central midfielder being the connector to uh, f- from defender to attacker. Yeah. We have a couple of important attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always about speed. Yeah. It's about awareness. It's about uh, how you can make yourself 
in a position to be available for the defenders and the attackers as much as possible. Yeah. Um, it's not about speed, being a central midfielder. It doesn't have to be about speed. It's mm-hmm. more about speed of thought yeah. uh, and anticipation of where you think the next pass, two passes, yeah. three passes are going to go, and then putting yourself in a position like Kante, N'Golo Kante, um, or say Steven Gerrard even in the past, yeah. to go win the ball. Yeah. Win the ball... Uh, and even make plays for your team. But how? I mean, I think this is a question a lot of players are going to be asking themselves. Um, how How do you know what's going to happen two passes from now? You know? Mm. How, do you, how do you learn that? Because you always hear analysts, um, you always hear great players saying, yes, this is an attribute of a great player or yeah. a midfielder. But how do you know what's going to happen one, two, three passes ahead? And difficult question, yeah. but... I think, I think my experience, like, it is actually just experience. I mean, that's why the, the best, like, the, the players who are the best at that are usually players that have played for a long time in that position, like PLO, like Steven Gerrard, like Iniesta because they have the experience and they know that they've played so many matches, so many like matches in training even, that they know from experience what, what, what is probably going to happen. Mm. And one way you could learn that or how you could accelerate that even is watching matches like that or like analyzing matches like that because mm. you could, because that's where you kind of see the, the decisions that players usually make and, and they're kind of, um, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they're they're kind of like things that repeat themselves in a in a match mm-hmm. that that plays usually do in certain situations that you you just kind of find patterns. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's a big takeaway from anybody watching yeah. is find the patterns. Um, if you analyze one player, mm. you know, and this is why I always preach like get a notebook, write notes. In the effective platform, if you remember, yeah. as well, is write notes of games you see. Uh, keep analyzing one player. For me, um, I used to I used to look a lot at the off the ball movements of players mm-hmm. in my own position. Yeah. Um, just thinking who I analyze a lot. I played a winger a lot, so for example, Ronaldo, mm-hmm. I'd always look at, and Cristiano Ronaldo, you would see. What are the things he's doing five to ten seconds before he gets the ball? Um, what kind of movements is he making? Um, if the, if he knows, say, Cristiano Ronaldo knows the ball, is it going to be spread to him on the wing mm. because he sees a switch of play happening? Maybe one or two passes before he gets the ball, he's making a run uh, yeah. inside the pitch so he can create a bit of space so he can go outside again so he can receive the ball on the touchline. Yeah. Um, Similarly, similar, similarly, 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 <laughs> if he is defending, Ronaldo is defending, um, say, as a winger, and he knows the other team are going to switch the ball, then he is putting him in, in himself in a position mm-hmm. where he's going to be able to defend the ball, maybe defend on the front foot and try to win the ball back. So yeah. Yeah. this is anticipation. Yeah, I think Ronaldo is a... In a, like a great example for that. Like if you look at um, 
analysis videos of Ronaldo or whatever, you always see that he that he always knows like two two passes ahead of mm. the defender what is going to happen. Yeah. Also, because just a lot of experience and a lot of like I think a lot of studying that he did of football or of of a football, football match. Yeah. Ooh. Have you have a chance coming? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, studying and and I th- I think. A lot of uh, a lot of players get this. Younger players get this misconception. Um, not even players, just general public that the footballers are really stupid. Yeah. You know, they're just kicking the ball, and they're just physically better than everyone else and stuff like that. Um, but this is maybe one of the biggest misconceptions because mm-hmm. when you really look at it, you really watch the movements they do on and off the ball when they don't have the ball. Eighty-eight, eighty-nine minutes of the match. We've got to remember that um, most players only have the ball one to two minutes during a match. What are they doing the 88 minutes off the ball, yeah. 89 minutes off the ball? Um, and, yeah, it's like, it's like they've done all these things throughout their career mm. just to make that little bit of space, a little extra to receive the ball or to make a couple of yards to re- make a goal or assist or yeah, all that. So... That's a, that's a good point that like there, there have actually been like studies on, on that like how intelligent like professional athletes are and they're actually even like a bit above average the normal IQ? Of, the, of, the, of the normal population of IQ yeah really yeah because you I mean they obviously don't know maybe I don't know some facts that you learn <laughs> in school or whatever but they have to be in, really intelligent in different ways and, yeah I like mean, like for example, spatial awareness. Yeah. Because that is part of IQ. Like yeah, 100%. Spatial awareness. Oh. So that's a huge misconception that people have, yeah. I mean, of course, the footballers, the highest ones, uh, have sacrificed, a lot of them have sacrificed mm. something with school. Yeah. So, of course, they don't know a lot of facts that yeah. most people, or like a, you know, a 10-year-old would know sometimes. Yeah. Also, people... Um, wanting to be a great central midfielder you need to know yeah. that it's not about always you getting the ball no, 100%, 100%. it's not about you just getting the ball it's about creating space mm-hmm. for others to drive into for example here um, so although it's not so obvious yeah. the white white player we're just coming up to this we just pause it pause it here again this um, player with the ball can drive into space because the central midfielder is not crowding his mm. space and is making a run away, taking away a blue defender so he can drive in a little bit more. But, what just ha- like, but then like, um, like he tries to drag him away, but mm. the blue player decides to... Like, to come, tr- to yeah. come checking... Uh, yeah, exactly. Him down. exactly. And in that situation, he has to try to create an angle for him to pass to because mm-hmm. he, he won't have that option anymore. He still has that option. Let's see if he actually plays him. I don't think. No, he doesn't. But yeah, at, at that point, he should have created Made an angle, angle yeah, to mm-hmm. have him pass to. I mean, if you've played at any, like, probably good teams or even bad teams they, they will always the coaches will always tell you about the triangle triangles that you have to mm-hmm. create as a as a team so they always have to be at least two options for a player to pass to 
always two options. Yeah. And and it should look like kind of like a triangle. Like a triangle. Yeah. Yeah. I think Barcelona with a tiki taka. Yeah, that's um, always with a triangle. Always a huge thing. Yeah. I think what we can do is make this into a podcast. You know. Yeah, we could definitely. Yeah. Be- because if we get the 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 parts where we um, not specifically looking at the footage. Yeah. Just the part of like what a mid- central midfielder should do. Yeah. You know? So, I think a lot of people are still listening to podcasts. I do. Yeah. You listen. You listen to podcasts, Corby. Yeah. Which Which one are you listening to right now? I, think, I don't know. I sometimes listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Joe Rogan. Yeah. You've listened to his podcast? No, not really. Not really. But I know a lot of people do. Yeah. I just some just sometimes when he has the right people on there. Mm. I don't listen to most of the. But what's been your UFC favorite stuff? favorite Joe Rogan podcast? Um. Recently, I watched one with uh, this um, psychologist, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson? Yeah. I know, which was really interesting. But yeah. What did Jordan Peterson say? Um, the most interesting thing? The most interesting thing? I mean, he wrote a book about like the 12 things that you kind of need in life to be happy or something. Or, And I actually, I actually read that book. And mm. So I've known him before. And I mean, interesting guy he just talks about like the things you need from a psychological psychological I think that's what we can do another class about yeah, psychology, psychology for sure. so yeah. if we, we if, if we have turned this into a podcast and now the podcast uh, effective fam are listening um, then uh, that's something we're gonna do yeah we talked earlier about um, kind of making runs for other players or like for for the team which is something mm. that a lot of players don't understand especially at the lower levels yep. is that Big thing. as a player you should be making a lot of runs to give your teammates more space and most players only focus on trying to get the ball so that they can do something with it or whatever and if you would actually make runs even if you don't receive the ball but just to create space for your team, that'd be, I mean, few people or few te- or few players are willing to do that, but the best you will see, uh, uh, I don't know, Champions League matches, the best are willing to do that to create space for, mm. for their team. What do you think the differences are in, in training between, a, say, a central midfielder and a, another position? You know, what are the mm-hmm. specific things you, have, you should train as a central midfielder? As a central midfielder, I mean, it's probably different. Different if you talk about if they train alone or with the team. Well, so. let's talk about first. Maybe what are the most important skills you know skills. of a of a central mm-hmm. midfielder, okay. and then we can work backwards yeah. and what you can actually yeah. do. Sure, especially uh, to those in the affected platform. But yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, I'd say most important skill is as a central midfielder passing. So your passing has to be perfect. And is that short passing, long passing, mid-range, just Both. passing from Everything. all distances? Yeah. yeah. I mean, short passing, probably the most important. Mm. Like, One touch. Yeah. Two touch. And with that, like with passing, obviously comes just your technique, your overall technique. You have to be able to even dribble in certain situations mm. to get yourself out of, out of like pressure and stuff. But 
yeah, just in general, I mean, your, your technique has to be, because as, as a central midfielder, you're all, like, quite often you're going to be in a situation where the defender has the ball and you have to have, like, the your your opponent, opponent is going to be in your back and you're going to come to the defender, give him an option to pass to, and then, so there's always going to be pressure, like, in your back or on your back behind you, and, um, so your first touch has to be perfect, mm. your pass has to be perfect, you have to be strong enough to kind of shield the ball. And so, yeah, I mean, those things already are so really important. Let's break it down into what the five most, five most. Uh, three to five most important attributes of a central midfielder, or skills, mm. let's say. Skills, okay. um, the first skill being passing, Yeah. Uh, both long and short. Yeah. Uh, second being uh, first touch yeah, yeah. under pressure, yeah. not just first touch in general. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, hey, um, not just first touch in general, but first touch under pressure. Yeah. Um, third thing. Third thing, I would say, um, yeah, we talked about it earlier. Probably stamina, running stamina. a lot. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, not just to like track back and everything, but like to, you always have to create opportunities for you or like, yeah opportunities for your teammates to pass to and um yeah you have to be involved in attacking and defending so yeah stamina really important stamina too not necessarily speed yeah. stamina yeah. these are three physical uh, or technical skills phys- physical and technical skills of a, of a midfielder yeah. um passing first touch stamina and i would say if we added two more mm-hmm. attributes yeah. those two attributes would be uh, so number four, yeah. um, awareness yeah. of the players around you. For example, great midfielders are always going to be the ones that create space for their mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Um, and number five is anticipation, mm-hmm. knowing what's going to happen, uh, anticipating what's going to happen one, two, three passes ahead. Yeah, I would probably add maybe one or two things. Here comes a bonus. <laughs> So may, maybe number six, I would say strength. So mm. being able to shield the ball. I mean, you look at someone like Kante, who's quite small. Five foot, five foot seven, something like that. Six. Maybe small. He's tiny. Yeah, but but he's <laughs> do a side by side with him, uh, Pogba and Kante, <laughs> far out. Yeah, but he's, he's oh, we can make that strong. the thumbnail. Pogba yeah, and Kante thumbnail yeah. <laughs> of of this podcast that we're gonna turn this into. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but yes, he's small, but he's extremely strong on the ball and off the ball. I mean, he he wins the ball against players that are much bigger than him, like Pogba. And um, yeah, so strength, I would say. And then last thing, which is hard to train on your own, maybe, but... Is there a goal? No, offside. Whatever. Um, would be speed of play, so which comes with kind of with your passing abilities, mm. probably your first touch, like how your first touch is, but also just how quick you are in your mind, mm. which comes with experience and yeah. So there we go. There are the, the steps, the, the, not the steps, but the skills yeah. you need to know as a central midfielder. To close things up, um, and this is especially for the members on the, the Train Effective platform who are looking for the exercises and jewels to do as a central midfielder. 
um, if I had to suggest any, here's what I would do. Um, the recommended workouts, recommended, uh, recommended workouts, recommended uh, exercises to do as a train effective academy player. If I had to say some workouts, guys, um, first of all, a program to follow, passing and finishing program. Um, it's going to be a great one for every central midfielder out there. Uh, we also are going to have any two-player workout. It's always going to be great. Um, you get a lot of touches on the ball, a lot of passing on the ball, a lot of short passing, one-touch, two-touch movement kind of stuff. Um, the tight spaces workout is going to be great. As a midfielder, you're always going to be in tight spaces. Um, for the attacking midfielders out there, the attacking movement workout is going to be good. Uh, crafty controller is working on a lot of one-touch uh, things, in directional control kind of stuff. Um, and the wall workouts, big thing in Train Effective. Um, do the wall workouts because they are going to focus on your one-touch, two-touch technique. Uh, even sometimes your awareness and scanning on the ball um, and uh, especially when you're doing all these kind of workouts and you put them in a calendar over one to two to three months, four months, you are going to see massive improvement. So there you go. Central midfielders, these are the workouts you can do on the Train Effective platform. If you're not a member yet, um, as this is a podcast now, <laughs> If you're not a member yet, uh, let's create something for podcast peep, peep, peeps, podcast effective fam out there. Um, if you want to get effective, ten percent off coupon. Uh, if you go to traineffective.com, uh, enter the coupon podcast. Yeah, yeah, and um, you get ten percent off. And even if you don't like effective, there's a thirty day money back thirty day money back guarantee. That's about it. That was our class today. Any final words, Corby? Um, I think last one, maybe talking about this game, you can kind of see that... What are the names? Kyrgyz? Kyrgyzstan and India? <laughs> Kyrgyz. Um, you, you'll see that their centre midfielders are a lot more present and a lot kind of... They work, work a lot more. And it just seems like they, they want, yeah. want the ball more. Because I really don't see a lot from the Indian, Indian centre midfielders. I don't think we've talked about them at all, pretty much. Just bad examples, really. And um, I, feel, I think that is quite often the reason why teams are maybe not as good or something. Because mm. of their centre midfielders. And we talked about it earlier. Like, India just plays long balls. And mm. I think centre midfielders are a very important part of any... It's, it's, it can be the key. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's the class today, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And um, stay effective. Any questions, just let us know. Comment. Uh, uh, for the people listening on the podcast, um, make sure you, you know, if you do have questions, Instagram DM us. Fastest way to reach us, Instagram DM or Snapchat, at um, Train Effective. So from Nick, from Corby, from the Effective House in London. See ya. See ya. See ya later. Peace.